The Future Lifestyle Pro Podcast. Right, guys. Hi, it's me. It's your deep chat with Matt. And um, I'm excited because I wanted to just chat with someone who I don't often see these days, but he's an absolute coolest guy you've ever seen. Um, me and him, we go way back right to the old days of hanging around our local haunts, drinking cheap spirits and all this lot. But I first met him, he's called Ben Peel. Uh, he's an, let's just say, he's a, he's, a, he's a freedom chaser. And we first met from doing music. We, uh, I was in a band and he was in a band and we used to play a lot of gigs together. Really, really accompl uh, accomplished musician. Um, he's an author now. He is a gin expert. And, you know, let's face it, who doesn't like gin? He is, uh, what I think is the coolest thing of all, is he lives on a boat in London through his own choice because he's trying to become free, which I'm sure we'd all love to do, right? So when he's, uh, when he's, when he's, on, when he's there, he's, he's going he's gonna to come on, I'm going to ask him some questions, we're going to have a chat about freedom and other cool things because he's a proper cool guy. He's called Ben Peel. From Bradford. Ben. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You alright, mate? Made yeah, I'm of, good, buddy. Made of Bradford, yeah. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do, do you do you feel more passionate about Bradford uh, since you live in London? Yeah. Do you know what it is? You don't sound northern until you come out of the north, and you sound twice as northern. And everyone asks you, yeah. and you've, you've you've got to embrace it. You've got to represent, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you do you do you find yourself um, speaking with a more southern accent so people oh. understand what you are saying? Um, I used to try and be very eloquent, but it's just not me. It's um, everybody's like, oh, great accent, and I'm like, thank you. I take it everywhere with me. There's, you know what I mean? There's no, I can't yeah. ever shake it off, and I don't want to shake it off. It's uh, it's good. It stands out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we we first met, obviously. Well, we um, we met like obviously years ago from Wibsey, but sure around the area, of Bradford. Um, yeah, I know Bradford gets a bad a bad rep by pretty much the entire country, but I'm really passionate about uh, about it, especially when I go I, to other places. Oh, go on. I got I, more I, passionate I, about it coming the... out. Yeah, go on, mate. Go on. I I got more passionate about it coming out of Bradford. Um, I think because when yeah. you when you when you're in it, it was it was getting me down a little bit, and I wasn't seeing it for its uh, its true self. And it's not until you step away and you you look back and the heritage of the you know it used to be the London of the North, you know, Industrial Revolution and all that kind of stuff. It's it's a powerful city, you know, and it's got it's got it's got such a good backstory. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And 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 when I go to other places, I know this sounds a little bit biased, but I sometimes think. Man, these people are better than our people. They're just same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, but anyway, right. So obviously, you know, you were in a band called the Young Loves. Our in Disco Machine. We used to do some pretty fun gigs. You're always a really good musician. 
Um, Thank you. You went from behind the drum kits to singing and stuff like that, and I'll ask you about that as well. But, um, you know, I primarily think of you now as like a, a freedom chaser. Now, oh, cheers, man. No, it's all right, mate, because I'm that too. So what, what made you leave Bradford and go to live on a boat in London? Um, I, again, the, the whole the whole uh, thing of freedom of not not being told or expected what to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've watched my, the generation before me work hard all their life and not get until they get to near retirement. You see that spark in their eye for freedom, and they and they, they almost wish they'd chased it earlier. Yeah, you know when you yeah. know when people want to retire early. That's a that's a that's a little inside burn for freedom, and you can see that they go, damn! If I if I played this game again, I'd play it a bit differently. And I think it's yeah. taking that, and 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 learning not I won't say mistakes, but learning from other people's journey that why why not live your life how you want to live it rather than what society expects and dictates. And I'm saying there's nothing wrong with that, um, you know, of, of living a life like that. But for me, I just wanted a sense of adventure. I wanted I. I wanted to complete the game of life, but complete it sooner rather, yeah. rather than at retirement. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Because that is when you complete the game of life. When we play that all the time at home, and you don't, you never actually get any money until end. Um, yeah. How, what? Did, so you, you, you have actually got a YouTube channel that's got blooming thousands of subscribers, and you do it. It's it's living. It's basically life of living on a boat. Uh, with your with your lovely partner Emily, it's it's how you say it. it's Emily, right? And yeah, yeah. how did you meet Emily? And what part does she play in all this? And tell us about your um, your, your YouTube channel, your vlog that's got thousands and thousands of people watching. So the thing was when we took this journey of moving from land to water, it sounds a bit cliche. We wanted to beat the system, beat the rat race, and the reason being was. I was sick of in London, you rent a room in a house for, for like a thousand pound a month and you're sharing with whoever you don't choose. And um, I was starting to hate myself. I was getting bitter. I didn't want to hang out in my kitchen because somebody else were in there. And, and you know, and I'm, I'm coming up to 33 year old now and I'm, I'm living like a teenager. If friends come round, <laughs> we have to sit on his bed. You know, like, you know, so I, I, I wanted to get out of that and <laughs> I wanted something different. So I went something different. So I went for the boat and, and Emily, who I met when I was bartending in Switzerland, we met out there and she's an, <laughs> like loves a sense of adventure and travel. So when I suggested living on a boat, she was 100% game for it. I didn't think she would be. And then so we, we thought, right, let's document this because we're, it's, we're first time buyers. We're going to hit so many hurdles and so many problems sorry, excuse me, so that we will document it so other people can look in and see if it's for them and see if this is one of many different ways to to cheat, cheat the system a little bit. You know what I mean? Of having yeah. to pay high rent in London for low pay and, and not progress. You know what I mean? So, so we documented yeah, yeah. it and it, it just grew and grew and grew. And, and now we really enjoy documenting it. And as for Emily, the role in the boat, it is um, boat life is very much a maintenance life. You've got to be able to roll up your sleeves and jump in an engine bilge, and you know, yeah. uh, you know, you're constantly maintaining. So, because I've come from a construction background when I left school, is I take care of the most of the construction stuff, 
Emily takes more care of the like the, the the decorating and stuff like that. So I think in an household, without sounding old fashioned, you, one's got to be Batman, one's got to be Robin, but yeah. not for the whole house, for just I individual agree. roles. So so with the building, I'm Batman, she's out Robin. No, she's uh, she's uh, <laughs> she, she she's Robin, and you know like she's passing me the tools when I need them. But when it comes to decorating and stuff and and decor, that I'm I'm out of my depth for that. So she's painting, I'm passing the brushes. You know, she's telling me what needs to go where, and it's um it's providing support to each other where you lack. So you 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 you're like a jigsaw piece. Her her proud bits are my indents and stuff. You know what I mean? We click together. Yeah, hundred percent. Yin and Yang, it's like... It's yeah, yeah, Yin and Yang, that's it. I think, like, with modern life, uh, how it is now, and we're, that's kind of like being blurred a lot, and, and people don't know what the, the true roles are supposed to be a lot of time. And um, that's yeah. where a lot of problems can arise. But, you know, it's funny you say you're from construction, and I always have this kind of joke that if you're from Bradford... One second, buddy. When you're from Bradford, you either become a, a, a tradesman or a drug dealer. Basically, those are the two options that you yeah. get. So you obviously took the you yeah, yeah. took the, the, the like took the, the trade route. And when I go to London, I was having a, a conversation with my friend who works in banking, and I, I was saying, if you're from Bradford, people who wear suits walk around town and wear suits. They're the people who manage the the tradesmen. You're either a tradesman, yeah. you work in a shop, or you wear a suit and you manage the tradesmen, or you work in a solicitors. They're like the four things that are available. Or a drug yeah. deal if you want to actually if you actually make want want to make some cash, but um but do you know um you, you do you also as well as that you do stand up comedy and you've 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 had some pretty good success with this and now I want to ask you about that but can I just say about being a stand up comedian that has to be because I do a lot of I do public speaking if you want to call it that and it's not easy yeah yeah playing in front of people is not easy when you first start doing it it does get easier but how the hell did you work up the bottle to to first a think I'm funny enough to even do it, but then because obviously <laughs> when you come from Bradford, it's like who are you to think that you can do that? That's the kind of attitude that people have. But also, yeah. so working working the bottle to admit to yourself that you could do it, and then secondly, actually getting up and doing it for the first time that must have been horrendous. Well, it's it. <clears throat> People have always told me, like, oh, you should be a stand-up comedian, you. And when I made that leap, so many people went, oh, I told you you should be a comedian. And they thought they were the one that inspired me. But it seems to be just a repetition throughout <laughs> life. Of, I, I don't like to see people upset or sad. And I, I'm, I don't want to sound this to sound heroic, but I'm definitely yeah. born to be a giver. You know, and, and, and yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll make myself sad by, by giving too much to make someone else from sad to happy. And, and the yeah, past maybe brilliant. eight years, not manipulating conversation, but I'd have an idea of something funny and then I'd, I'd have a game with myself to see if I could sway a conversation naturally to be able to work in this idea or joke to see how it would go amongst my friends or, or people I meet. And if it weren't funny, I'd think I'm a weirdo. Uh, but then I try again with another group of people and they might like it. And so I was writing this stuff down. And for maybe, like I say, five to eight years, I was writing jokes into like a like a little joke book. Yeah. Thinking I really want to yeah. do yeah, this, yeah, yeah. but I'm scared to do it. And I thought it would devalue my music. <laughs> you got your prayer. Yeah. Um, I thought it would devalue my that's music. My, that's my goal, you know? but not 
Is that your goal book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I was worried about devaluing uh, this because I put so much many years into music and then to say self-proclaim I'm a comedian that it'd just make my last 10 years of music a mockery so I was scared yeah. to do it so I went like you say I went from drums to guitarist to frontman to like singer songwriter to now just talking yeah um and I made I made that leap I booked myself on one of these like comedy courses where they at the end they put you on a gig now I didn't do it for the course because I was convicted that my little book of jokes were like these are passionate about them so I sat through the course and they're like, right, you're playing in King's Cross. So I'm like, cool. And I went down there and there was like 80 people in there, maybe 90 tops. It was like full sellout. And it was everybody's first gig. So there were just a lot of bumbling, wow. nervous people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I did it and it went down well. And then off the back of that, I got another gig and another gig. And within about seven gigs, I was in a heat for the So You Think You're Funny gilded balloon competition for edinburgh fringe and this is how they discovered peter k lee mack like they all went through this competition so i'm like i'm in the tna backed it and then i'm, I'm at edinburgh fringe battling for that and placed as a semi-finalist so like as a credit i'm like i'm not like self-proclaiming i'm funny i've got a, a credit now so then i could book with other venues by saying i've achieved this and then this year found myself shortlisted for the BBC New Comedian of the Year. Um, I just bowled over, you know what I mean? But I, I didn't get through that yeah. heat. But they said the shortlisting was from like over 600 comedians. You made it down to the final 50. So I would like, again, that's like another little credit. So, so that's, that's why I did it. And the, the adrenaline rush is amazing. Yeah. It's, oh, man, it's mental. I bet it is. I bet yeah. you are now a... technically the funniest guy I know because you have actually got a credit. <laughs> <for it. laughs> I've got a credit, yeah. I've got a, I've got a credit to say I'm funny. Uh, but, but, <laughs> but, um, but now the, the burden is everywhere you go and you say, oh, I'm a comedian, they judge you on everything you say. You'd be like, uh, you know, where, where's the cups? Oh, well, that's not funny. And it's like, no, I just genuinely want to know where the cups are in the kitchen. You know, like <laughs> they're expecting yeah. everything to be funny, you say. And it, it can get exhausting, you know, yeah. but yeah. Uh, you just got to learn to switch off from it and just bottle it up and then throw it out on stage. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, um, I, 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 I was really proud of you when I saw all that stuff. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like really Thanks, is a, a different thing. So, you know, it's definitely like a commendable thing. But um, so obviously living on a boat, chasing freedom in London, um, you, being a musician, your music's really good, actually. So if anyone likes sort of just from a from an outsider's perspective looking in, singer songwriter clever, hooky songs, um, organic sounding, acoustic guitars, live recorded drums, all this kind of stuff, then you should definitely listen to Ben's stuff. But... You're also... You should be my uh, manager. Uh, 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 yeah, well, you know, I'm good at this kind of thing. But, but yeah, um, if you're also a gin, you're working in, in the gin, your actual job, because we all need to have a job, even though we're chasing freedom, yeah. is working in, a gin, uh, in, a, in the gin industry. Now, I love gin, I, I, and I don't want to sound like corny, but I actually liked gin before it became in fashion. Um, it's very light tasting, but it's also got a little bit of depth. You know, I don't want to get corny, yeah. but I, I definitely am an expert 
I would consider, probably I'd say that out of everyone who's going to watch this, you probably know more about gin than everyone else. Now, um, unless, unless my manager's watching. I think you might have a book about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your um, manager probably knows more. <laughs> but, 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 but how do you know about, um, how do you know whether you're drinking a good gin and what are you? Have you got a book? Are you writing a book about it or something like that? Yeah, I've is got a right? book out about. Uh, yeah, this is my little plug. I've got a book out on the introduction to basic gin distillation. Like, if you think you want to have a go on a little hobby still, this is when again these are the questions I were asking when I wanted to distill gin. So it's very basic, but it answers the questions you need to know, and just introduces you to the world of the still. Um, going back to knowing whether you've got a good gin in your hand or not, um, obviously, if you've got a Sipsmith in your hand, then you've definitely in your hand. Um, so I I okay. got into it through a bartender. Being in a creative world, you've got a, everyone's a bartender or a, or a ser service industry because you can come and go to please your creative side. And through the bar world, yeah. I, got, <clears throat> I got into um, distilling. For Sipsmith, I got like a, a gin turnship, they call it, and then I became a, a distiller, and now I'm innovations manager for them, so I get to create new liquids. So I learned a lot of, on the science side of gin, of, of stripping uh, toxins and, st and stuff like that out of alcohol. So there's a lot of gins out there that, that widen their goalposts and cut corners to make quantity over quality, and um, we, we take pride on very much not widening them goalposts and making a quality bottle every time. So it's definitely, um, so it's definitely like I go when if I were going to go to a shop, our local post office where they sell all kinds of fancy gin, and it's like yeah. a let's just say it's a, a rhubarb and custard flavored um, sweet gin, so it's a bit yeah. gimmicky. Yeah, does that mean it's been filled with crap? Because it's an it's it's an artificial gin, it's an artificial flavor of an artificial flavor, or is it all down to the quality of the br of the brand? The, no, branding is branding is uh, can be clever, and br the brand can be have a a quality brand preferred rather than a quality gin. Um, if it, if it's coloured, if you've got a coloured flavoured gin, that falls in the, the flavoured gin category. It means yeah. it's been meddled with after distillation. Right. Um, so you could make a, I'm not saying they do, but you could make a bad gin and pour loads of sugar in it and colouring in it. And, you know, it's as, it's probably as good for you as it is a, a can of pop. You know what I mean? It's got that, that kind of stuff in. There's a few yeah. gins that stay true to using fresh ingredients and stuff like that. And that's what you've got to look out for. Um, you know, there's the word craft has been thrown around so much now and award winning gin, you know, you, there's so many award winning gins now and there's so many craft gins. You, you need to look beyond that, um, and, and research the brand. How do they make their gin? What, what sort of equipment are they using? Do they make it themselves or are they outsourcing? And are they just a brand that, or, that have a company that make liquid for them? Or, you know, that's if you yeah. really want to get past scratching the surface and and there's yeah. a there is a lot of quality gins out there don't get me wrong i i you know slagging any of them off yeah do you know um so so i've got basically someone said it with gin snobs and i think if you're a creative kind of person i'm a songwriter you're a songwriter um and i am a you know i get caught i'm a i'm a poncy arty farty guy you know i do I, <laughs> whimsical 
Yeah, whimsical in music when it comes to gin. I like. We just like to know more. Why is it like this? Why? And and it's. Um, <clears throat> and I suppose that's part of being a creative person. We 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 flimsy around things for so long, and it's all about why and the meanings of things. And instead of just and nailing what it is, works. Just, yeah, pouring yourself a gin and just smashing it down. Boom, that's your gin. Um, yeah. So I've, I've got, do you know what that's good about this though is because it's like. We, what I love about doing lives and, and all this stuff on Facebook is it's like creating TV uh, and, and I can pretend to be a TV presenter or whatever and we can create our own content like a, a, a guy, a, a mate of ours and he's, he's, he's from Bradford, he's called Gav I don't know if you know him, Gavin Morton and he owns a gin bar in Halifax I'm actually playing acoustic guitar there tomorrow but it's called nice. Gin Lane but the beauty of this is probably maybe about a thousand or more people might see this and then we can talk about that as a local thing yeah. and plug it. And people want to hear about it because it's a local thing. And they want to hear about gin because they like drinking gin. So, you know, it's a winner. It's winner all around. And we're not getting sold anything by adverts. Um, no. Well, that, we, we love these little bars like that. We, we go out and talk to them and see how they're serving their gins. If we, can, if we have any knowledge, we can pass on to them to, for them to raise the game and, and preserve the category of gin. There's a lot of people that are contributing to the gin category, but not, uh, but are devaluing the category. So yeah. I think it's about the gin category itself is about uh, preservation uh, and being an advocate for it by, you know, it's allowed to go silly. It's allowed to be fun, but you need to, you need to look after the category. Otherwise it'll burn out, you know, yeah. and that's, that's what, what we're doing. We're, we're, we're advocates, not just to our brand, but to the category. Yeah, which ultimately, it's like playing the long game. It just makes sense. It's like, you know, with music and with what I do, with uh, I do network marketing and stuff, and it's yeah. you know, <clears throat> having this short-term thinking competition, trying to, like, make yourself look better than other things, just in the immediateness of now. It's like, the, just get, just every, there's enough love and enough, like, goodness of things for it to go around. So just, just yeah. yeah, it's like, it's about the, people buying into the whole concept of it rather than we're better than this one and that's better than that. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, um, we... Irish oh, sorry, Joe, sorry, Irish Joe, I'm just reading a comment. Um, oh, well, Rebecca, Amy's saying she's coming to London for a gin tour and he can probably take you around on his boat too. That'd be even better. Imagine that. <laughs> ben, ben, uh, Irish Joe said, Ben Peel made me the very best cocktail near the very best beverage I've ever tasted. Earl Grey yeah, there Martini. You go. That, that, that sounds awesome. The Earl Grey Martini. That that's awesome. it. That is gin-based as well. Um, the people have spoken. The people have spoken, Spraff. What can I say? <laughs> um, right. Okay. So you've got a, so so obviously living on a boat, musician for a hobby, uh, do comedian. Be your comedian when you can get a chance. Obviously working as a uh, in a gin working as a gin taster if you want to call it that producing gins as a, as a job yeah what 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 else have you got on because i know you've written a book have you got any what have you got any ideas for more books what what kind yeah, of stuff I've, are you I've writing about just released a book last night actually funnily enough and again this sounds very like i'm plugging but i've, I've been working on it for a while and this, this, it's a taboo it's a taboo subject this and i'm just going to go out and say it because it's 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 not illegal to write it um it's it's about the extraction of uh thc cannabis medicinal oil 
Um, there's a lot of people out there that are sick. Um, my mother's sick. Um, there's other, and the, there's, I don't know. How to yeah, say my, this. my mother in law uses it. Yeah, and, and the, the amount of uh, oppression of this subject by pharmaceutical companies and the government, and it's, it's all right for the government to, to grow cannabis and make oil to test, but it's, it's oppressed publicly and it gets, um, it's, like I say, it's very taboo. But there's so many success stories out there about this medicinal oil, about how it, 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 it kills the, the vessels to cancer cells to, to sort of suffocate them. It reverses lumps and stuff into remission. You can put it on scars. It's like, it's like, this, um, it's like God's, God's own gift to, to mankind. Yeah. And, 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 so, and some person says it's illegal. Um, it, recently, it's been on like This Morning TV. That a, a woman got arrested because she was in like last chance saloon for her child who was dying of cancer and she she got arrested because she was giving her child medicinal oil i think it's called rso rick simpson oil and again no pun intended i don't want to get on my high horse and uh and 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 and, and preach but it's um it's something I'm pretty passionate about and, and I've wrote a book about it so people can go out and make it because if people are going onto the streets to buy it from a, a say a drug dealer, chances are a drug dealer is, isn't making it for your health. A drug dealer's dealing because he's out to make profit and money. So chances are he's, he's, he's making the oil and it's getting stretched or watered down and stuff. And, and when you're seriously ill and this is your last resort or, or you're concerned about, your health you want the best stuff um for, for, for your ailments so i've wrote a book on how you make it how to because this falls into distillation as well um by stripping the oil and uh, with a solvent and then separating the solvent from the oil is basic distillation so i've applied that knowledge to how to do it with uh do it at home whether you're 80 year old or 18 year old that it's it, i put it into simple you don't get a science degree when you read this book, but you do learn a little bit about it and why it works and how to make it. Yeah. Um, so I, I put that out last night on Kindle and within the next 24 hours, it'll be out on paperback as well. And it'll be on Amazon. Brilliant. So you, yeah. so you and, and, and obviously that's it. That'll provide you with a nice um, passive income. Uh, if it starts yeah. selling money, which, well, you know, this is, this, this takes us back to this freedom thing. Um, I, the, you mentioned passive income. A lot of people don't know about this. I'd, I'd just like to say, like, if you're just ticking over, you go to work and come home from work, your salary stops when you clock out and your salary starts when you clock in. And that's all you, you're going to make. Now, the only way you're going to get more money is if you do more hours or you take more responsibility per hour to get more money but it stops when you clock in and it stops when you clock out now i believe is it called is it called passive income where if you create loads of little avenues that make little bits of money then when you clock out from work you're still making money by these other little avenues that you've set up you know yeah. as a musician um a musician doesn't pay to play at nine o'clock and then he doesn't get paid after 10 o'clock when he finishes if he's a successful musician and he's reached his goals and aims then his music will be selling when he's in bed when he's eating breakfast you know and and that's that's takes us back to the whole freedom of the boat thing i'm i'm trying to trying to think clever on how how can i 
earn my freedom. So like my, the only th the only thing that I'm confined to now is I guess work. I have to I have to abide by this system. You know what I mean? And and I love my job, so that's very yeah. good. But it'd be nice one day to wake up when you want to wake up, eat what you want to eat when you know when you're hungry. You know, and and be 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 successful in your own in your own life. I guess. One hundred percent. I'm I'm absolutely I'm absolutely weird because you know I don't want to delve into this too much because um, obviously you know it starts getting a bit preachy. But we can yeah yeah we get the the school system that we're in. We get taught a certain way to get a job. So we're paying the highest amount of taxes a percentage wise. It's just a business is the education system. Education is not yeah. a business. The education system, the way it's set up is a business. Um, education yeah. is essential and valuable. It's in fact it's the it's the way that we've gotten from being living in caves to where we are now, talking on this blooming um device we've got in his <laughs> hand. But um, but but right, so just quickly, because I don't want to take everyone's time too much, mate. But you know, I'm having a Yeah, having yeah, a yeah. Sorry. Talk to you all. I could sit and talk to you all day. What <laughs> right music? So let's talk about music. What what what's your what are you listening to at the moment? And you don't have to try and be cool. I know you wouldn't do that anyway. But what are you listening to? What do you recommend people listen to? Um, for, for what does what's Ben Peel listening to? And and um, yeah, just just fire away with that. Okay, I'm I'm I'll, I'm a big appreciator of the sixties and seventies. I love Rolling. I can listen to Rolling Stones. They've got such a big collection going through genres same with the beatles stones beatles dylan the who the kinks that that's my bread and butter i'll always go full circle back to these they're the soundtracks of my life but stepping into new world and again i don't want to sound dated but this isn't new world arcade fire really tick me um yeah man. I'm listen i'm listening to a lot of new orleans jazz i've i've got this uh i'm just buzzing off it at the moment but even dating right back to like louis armstrong and these funeral marches yeah. and it i imagine uh, you know you know what if i if i die one day i'd love to uh, just have a new orleans funeral uh, amazing uh, do you know what and, i love about and, that what i love about that that um environment as well and it kind of like a little bit before that when you start going back further like sort of early i'm, I'm i would say i'm very much like a a purist and it sounds corny it's a bit low I don't want to get got too deep in it. but when it comes to stuff like you know if it's gin or if it's anything so like I just like people to mean it and do it for the sake of what it is and not for yeah. trying to please other people so like I love like you say that jazz that, that scene there they, they frigging mean it man they mean it yeah. so much arcade fire mean it they, yeah. like Lead Belly I, I listen to a lot of Lead Belly not as much recently but these people are writing these songs. They had no, they had no CDs to play to copy off. That music's yeah. coming straight out of their hearts. That's it. It's, it's primal. Yeah, it's, it is. It's and it's it's theirs, and I love that. Do you do you, do you, do you think like with music? Do you think it's like when you put a, you've got a baby child, they can't speak and they don't understand what you're saying. They just make noises. You put on music and they're yeah, there's there's something primal about music and rhythm that that runs through your bones, whether you like it or not. As and and, in, and you maybe get that knocked out at you in school, or you might get it or whatever. But before you're untouched, you know what I mean, by the world, you put on a beat. You just hit a wall or a pan, and the kid will just rock for it. There's something primal about music, and like you say, you go back to these old people that are writing from here. 
they didn't go on Spotify and get inspired by algorithms and stuff like that. They got inspired <laughs> by what they're seeing in front of them. You know, the blues yeah. music's like oppression, segregation, stuff like that. You know, yeah. the, and, it, and it, it manifests inside of them and just comes out as, as a sound. And then there's another little baby next to them that click onto that and it's in their bones. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's so good. It's a, it's a, it's a language I, I, that you don't need to understand. It, it is a language. It is. It's a universal language. And and if you, if like, th th that's not like saying. I'm not saying old music's better than new music. There's people making music that really mean it too, and that's great. It's it's yeah. all good. It's all coming for as long as it comes from a pure place. It, yeah, yeah. It's like like Adam says, music is it's the sound of emotions. It is. Um, right. So right. So just to sort of finish off, mate. Um, I'll I'll get off because I've got to go to. What we're going? I want to stay. I want to stay, <laughs> mate. I want to stay. I want to stay too. <laughs> oh. I've got to go do some stuff. Okay. going to tell me off. <laughs> um, but yeah. So so yeah. No, she she won't. But um, what if you had one message that you'd like? What I always kind of like the way I like to think of it is if everyone had a message on a billboard. I don't want to like put you on spot, and you don't have to be this amazing philosophical thing. It can be very simple. If you, if you had a message on the bill on a billboard of what you wanted, what everyone should know and at least read every day, what would it be? Everyone in the world. We might. All right, it's going to be fast because there's a couple of messages. Um, yeah, that's right. Win little but often, and right, this will yeah. take you to your big win. Now I do this thing. I always used to play the lottery, want to win the big jackpot. I've now reprogrammed every day to win the little lotteries of life, and it makes you appreciate every day. Like, you're going to cross a road, it's a green man ready for you to just cross, or you jump on the tube just as the door's shut. That, you've just won a little lottery of life. That is your little jackpot for five seconds. Celebrate it, move on. You know, you'll, you'll lose some little lotteries of life, but at the end of the day, you'll find out that you've won 15 little lotteries of life, and that day then... It's a winner, winner. You know what I mean? And um, so, yeah. little lotteries of life. Play it daily. Mm -hmm. Tally up your score. And at the end of the day, you're, you're a mini millionaire. You know what I mean? And the other thing yeah. is... <laughs> the other thing is, try and achieve in a day what others will do in a week. You know what I mean? Like, some people will just wait till the weekend to do something and put stuff off and put stuff off. And this is like a mantra I have. Achieving a day what others achieve in a week. And and some people just wait till their day off to do it. Do it now and do the thing you're going to do after that, yeah. after that. And that way, you, you within a week, you've already suppressed a month's worth of doing. You know what I mean? Give yourself breaks, obviously. But just be motivated achieving a day what others achieve in a week and 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 you you will yeah, you'll yeah. never achieve it but you'll always hit higher than you was hitting before yeah definitely and and if you wait if you're aiming high and you don't some people might say oh yeah but what if you don't eat you're setting yourself up to feel sad well just don't feel sad just yeah. don't feel sad just choose you can choose your own thoughts about something like adam paul yeah. just said then about automatic thoughts are in comments it's like just choose all right, I, I aim to do 10 things. Like this little thing, I have this book. I don't write my jokes yeah. in it. I write what I've got to do today. And it's always a little bit, it always stretches me. But at the end yeah. of the day, if I do do it, I feel great. If I don't, I've still I've still made, maintained a productive lifestyle. Um, yeah. But yeah, brilliant, mate. Right, well, listen, honestly, like win the little lotteries daily and also basically get more done in a day than people get done in a week. Work frigging hard. 
and and, yeah. and stop excuses for it all. Um, Lovely. Listen, Ben, I'd, it'd be love to, it'd be great to catch up in real life. You know, because you're living on a boat. What are you? What are your channels that can people can ca- keep a tabs on you? Um, I'm, I've got a few Instagrams. I've got my comedy Instagram, which is Man of Peel. Um, that's where I'm posting all my comedy stuff. I've got a thing called Captain's Vlogs, which is for the boat Instagram, where daily we're just putting up boat live stuff. I've got the YouTube channel again, which is like Ben and Emily or Captain's Vlogs. We're up to like episode 28. That, that's, that's like a full Big Bang season in uh, in boat life, uh, which we're putting out weekly. Um, Spotify and iTunes for music. Just search Ben Peel. Uh, it, 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 I'm sure you it should come up. And um, yeah. yeah, that's it really. Or oh, Facebook on here. Just hit me up, and I can direct you wherever you wherever you need to go. Uh, could you? It's been an absolute you, pleasure. You, oh. Cheers, mate. I've really enjoyed it. Could you do everyone a favour and, and type in each individual uh, in the comments after? What where people can connect to you on um, on all your social medias because you do have put some really good stuff out there. So um, if if you could do Cheers, that in mate. comments, mate, yeah, do that and then um, and, and listen, mate. It's been a pleasure, and I'll catch you later on. I love you. Nice. Well, see you in a bit, buddy. See you later, buddy. Bye.